0: update You close
1: Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing today? I pray that your week is going well and that it has begun well. Well, actually, this is the first day of the week, right? So yes, that it has begun well and that it will continue to go well. But before I start into our topic today, let me get my announcements out of the way. Today is the last day, people, if you want to go to the Peters Valley Annual Craft Fair. Because it was yesterday and today. And it's taking place at the Sussex Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds. For more information, go to www.petersvalley.org. So, today, we're going to explore... The question, is God really in control of everything? Now, I know you're you're like, "Ugh, why is she going there? You know, I always have to, I have to, when things come up for me, I have to explore it. And then I have to seek out and find the answer. Because most of the time, okay, I'm going to let you know, this is how it started. Most of the time, God will place in my spirit what he wants me to discuss on, this, on the show for you guys, right? And it usually comes to me as a general thought. And then as the week progresses, I'll start asking questions like, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? It's just a general thought. But by Sunday... I've painted the entire picture. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I know exactly what scriptures I'm going to go to and how I'm going to present it, all nightly, all nicely wrapped in a bow, right, with a bow. But this week, this week, God challenged me, and I, I guess, yeah, I could say challenged me because He, okay, let me tell you, He gave me nothing. He was silent. And I was waiting. I'm like, okay, you know, when am I going to, you know, when is my spirit going to tell me what I'm going to talk about? Only to draw a complete blank. My mind was just like empty. So then I started questioning, why isn't he talking to me? Why isn't he giving me something? And of course, me being me, here I go. I'm going to question, um, hello, time is drawing close. What is it that you want me to speak about this week? And of course, he's going to answer me, right? And his response was, uh, hello, what are you going to speak about this week? Why are you waiting for me to tell you what you should talk about? You know what your mission is. I stood there like with a blank face, like deer in a headlight. And at that moment, I started to think about it. I started to think about the whole The whole statement that he just said to me. Then I started to question, well, is he really in control? Or do we control what we do with our lives? Now, the Bible tells us that God is sovereign, meaning highest in power and authority. So I began to think about God is the ruler with absolute power. He created all things in the universe. He made all things in this world. He created me. And just at that moment, it took me back to my signature scripture. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added to you. That's my Matthew 633. And if we go back four verses We see that Jesus stated, starting with verse 28, So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Or I'm going to add in, or what shall I say? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Then the thought came to my mind, if he's telling me to do what I was given to do, then anything that I speak about is coming from him either way. Whether I see it as him giving it to me like a wave in my spirit or if I just open up my mouth and speak, God was telling me to fly on my own. He was reassuring me that I had walked in the path that he created for me. He was telling me to trust my instinct and that no matter what I decided to say, he was with me because he placed the word in me and that he would never leave me nor forsake me. So then I went to, as of course, I'm going through the scriptures, Ephesians 1, to thirteen, And I'm reading this from the Amplified. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ with regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is, the end of history, the climax of the ages, to bring all things together in Christ, both things in heaven, in the heavens, and the things on the earth. In him also we have received an inheritance, a destiny we were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ. first put our confidence in him as our Lord and Savior would exist to pray to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. So God has placed everything within us that we need. And we can either do his will or go against his will. But in the end, either way, his plan is still going to go the way he intended it to go. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So when you think about how the world is, let's just, let's just take let's just take everyday life now. When we think about how the world is moving, how we move, how individuals move, right? We could go on a global scale. first we go to national scale, inflation, recession, this that up down, stock market drops, stock market go up. Then if you look about globally, floods, forest fires, hurricanes, drought, this, that, famine, even war. We make decisions every day that are either good or bad. And it's our decisions that dictate the occurrences of what's going on. Because our decisions have consequences. So, if you think about it in that sense, then we created all the occurrences that are presently happening because of our decisions, good or bad. Right? I mean, think about it. Like I've always said, we are connected to people in one way or another. And then I had used the example of the stone with the ripple effect in the water. Something that you do on one side, it filters out. It filters out and it affects somebody else, whether you know how it affects them or not. And that's what I always used to say about the importance of letting your light shine, you know, do good as just always try to be the most positive and do what it is that you're supposed to do. Don't shy away from the purpose that he has placed within you. Do your part, just your part. And that then will lead to something else, which leads to something else, which leads to something else. Because you don't know what part you're playing in something. You never know what position you're playing in this, in, you know, in this whole arena of what's happening or what's going to happen, all you really have to pay attention to is playing your part. And now Romans eight twenty eight lets us know, and we know that all things God works for the good of those who love Him who have been called according to his purpose. So now when you think about that statement, because everybody always wants to quote, Oh, all things work for the good for those who love God, but they always leave out the end of it. They always leave out the end part who have been called according to his purpose. So, And here, hear me out correctly, and I want to make sure that I say it correctly so that it's not taken the wrong way. All things God works for good for those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So if you only take half of that scripture, all things God works for good and just leave it at that, then it would make people figure, oh, well, if I do this, ah, don't worry, God's going to work it for the good. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily for your good, because I did say that regardless of the decisions we make according to his will or even against his will, that his ultimate plan is going to go through the way he has structured it to go through, yes. But it doesn't mean that, well, no matter what you do, all things God is going to work out for the good, for you. If you only take that first part of the scripture, you have to take the entire scripture. And it says, Work that God will work it for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So that means you can't just be running around the street willy-nilly thinking that, oh, I could just live life the way I want. It doesn't matter because at the end, God's going to work it for my good. No. No, that's not what that means. So a lot of times, Like I say, when we take scriptures, if he's given you a scripture for you to apply to your life or whatever's going on in your life at that time, sometimes go a little further back to see what the whole story is and see what part you're actually really playing in there. And if you're really not one of these, if you don't fit, if you don't fit into what's being said, then does the scripture really apply to you? Like this one in particular. For those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So if you don't think about God at all, or if you're one of those, ah, whatever, the universe will tell me what to do, the universe is in control of whatever, then is the universe going to work out things for your good when you just make willy-nilly decisions? I'm just asking. It's just giving you something to think about. And I think a lot of times today nobody's really thinking about anything. Nobody's really thinking about anything concrete that really matters. They're thinking about things, or maybe they're not thinking about things. Cuz when I'm when I'm traveling to go to to work, I do see a lot of people, they look like they're in thought you know, when they're scrolling through their phones, but are they really thinking about anything? Or is it just, you know, I'm just scrolling and my mind is just whatever. And think about it just for yourself. Just think about how you are during the day. What are you actually thinking about? And I'm not saying you need to go out there and, and solve world hunger or, try to bring peace to Ukraine and Russian war. But what are you actually thinking about? What do you actually spend the majority of your day thinking about? And is it something that after you've made the decision, will work out for the good? Because you love God and you've been called according to his purpose. Hmm. Interesting, right? So, when you think about that, all things God will work for the good. Regardless of what you decide is going, it's going to be good. But, for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So I said to myself, after all this, because you know all this was churning up in my head, you see how it went from one to one to one to one, it it jumped from this, 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 and this. And that's the thing. When you get get on a thought, it will lead you down a path. As me and my girlfriend used to always laugh, we used to say, Oh, we went down that rabbit hole again. But it depends on what rabbit hole you go down. Because, you know, the rabbit hole is endless. You don't know where his out, you know, where the out is going to be. But it depends. It depends on where your thoughts are, where your thoughts taking you. So it told me my thoughts after all this, all this going through thinking, thinking, thinking. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Being, beginning to get anxious. It taught me that going forward, I don't have to wait for a movement in my spirit. I can move my own spirit. I can move my own spirit to speak his word, to give a word that needs to be heard. I don't have to wait for God to drop something into my spirit. And probably in the beginning he was doing it that way because I was just developing how to get out there and speak the word. So of course he's going to like with babies, you teach them how to walk, you start them out, you're holding their hand and you're walking with them until they get comfortable with their steps that, Ooh, when I move one foot in front of the other, this is what happens. Oh, okay, sometimes they fall when you let their hands go, and they sit there because they 're like, "Oh my gosh, what just happened i was just I was just moving well what why how how did I end up here on the floor but he took me through, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. I want to give you this. I want to give you this. And in the whole process, he was teaching me how to, when I give you this, now you know how to study. Now you know how to find the information. Now you know how to dig deeper. You know how to come to me for clearer understanding and even to look at it and apply it to today's life. You, I've taken you through all those steps. So now, since I've taken you through all those steps, And I was starting to get really comfortable, like, ah, okay, you know, he'll give me something to talk about. No, now he's like, no, you know what you have to do. You get out there. You see what's happening. You discuss what needs to be discussed. Take the scripture, break it down. I showed you. So someone I know, someone that's listening right now needed to hear that. They needed to hear that. They needed to hear, make that decision. Trust your gut. God has you. In everything that you do. If you love him and are called according to his purpose, it's going to work for your good even if it doesn't appear at the moment that it's working for you good. Because we can make some decision and be like, oh, why did I do that? But ultimately down the road, it's like, okay. At the moment, it didn't seem like it was the best decision. But now I see how everything else has fallen into place because of it. And yes, there will be consequences. But everything always works out for his purpose. So yes, to answer the question, is God in control of everything? Yes, God is sovereign over all things. He has the power and the wisdom to do whatever he wants over everything. All that he created all the people all the places all the things even Lucifer yes him is under God's sovereign will every event and situation because ultimately it's all going to work according to his plan. Something to think about. You've been waiting on God to move, and he's there waiting on you. And with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like.
0: Pure hearts show us that's where the miracle starts. Beyond what I want, beyond what I see, change from my world beginning in me. Holy, surrender Lord, do what You will in me. Just make me Your
2: vessel, this life as an Cause You can have it all, God. You can have it all. You can have it all, God. You can have it all. You can have it all, have it all God. You can have it all. You can have it all.
0: Humbly we come and boldly we seek.
1: Oops, sorry. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. What just happened there? I got to put that back on because we need to hear that song. I don't know what happened, but we're going to start it all over again. ¶¶ Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn? What Brooklyn Sounds Like. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And now in today's Op-Ed, I just want to ask the question. As you know, I always ask a question. What is going on in M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Can somebody tell me what? Mississippi, now this is according to reports. I've gotten this from reports in the news. Mississippi doled out millions of dollars in federal welfare money to projects Investigators now say were improper, including a new volleyball facility that Brett Favre requested. Now, you know why this caught my attention? I'm going to tell you why this story caught my attention. Not that I have any affiliation to Mississippi, I don't know anything about what's going on down there. But why it caught my attention is if all of you who know, if you're sports fans, you know the name Brett Favre. Right? He was a famous football player. And it's football season. (laughs) How fitting is this? You see, you see how God lines things up? Football season, he's like, yeah. I'm going to say this name because all you football fans, when you hear the name, you're going to tune in to see what are they talking about? What is is he up to? Mm -hmm. I'm about to tell you what he's up to. Months after being formed by the Mississippi governor, Bill Bryant, that a misuse of state welfare funds could be illegal. Okay, okay, okay. Let me just stop there. Because when I read that part, that a misuse of state welfare funds could be illegal, the word misuse right there automatically lets you know it's illegal. If you're misusing something other than what it's supposed to be used for, It's illegal. Well, not illegal, but illegal in a sense of not that it's going to, sometimes you'll misuse something, not that it's going to bring a criminal offense against you, but it's illegal, meaning that should not be done with that, whatever it is you're doing. So he says, and I chuckled, that it could be illegal, but here it is. The Hall of Fame quarterback, Brett Favre, continue to press him for them. Now Fob Bob sought out funding for get this a six million dollar volleyball facility at the, the University of Southern Mississippi and wanted to request an additional three point eight million for programs at the facility. Now mind you Bob's daughter played volleyball at the school hmm now fob is among the defendants in the state's civil lawsuit over misspent welfare funds at least 77 million were misspent or stolen and it's the largest case of public in the state's history. Six people were arrested back in February of 2020 and the person who secured the funding for Fav's project pleaded guilty. So see, (laughs) and here we go again with what we always say, the cliche here. What happens in the dark is going to come out in the light What doesn't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse. Back in February 2020, now this was the height of the pandemic. This was the height of the pandemic. And you had people squandering money to do things illegally with it. Now, this is just one case. This, dozens of other cases that I haven't even brought to the surface yet that I've learned about that I knew about, actually. No, I can't say that I just learned about them. I knew about them. I just hadn't talked about them because it hadn't been time yet. But the scandal has drawn outrage in part because Mississippi is the poorest state in the nation. The poorest state in the nation. Out of our whole entire United States. Mississippi is the poorest state. And one, now get this, one of the stingiest when it comes to the number of families who are deemed eligible for welfare health. So <laughs> here's the irony in this story. You have one of the Poorest nations, I mean, the poorest states in the nation, squandering over $77 million of federal welfare funds, funds that were supposed to go to people in need. But yet, on the other hand, when that person is sitting across from you at that table at your desk and they're telling you how they can't feed their family, you're putting them through the ringer to give them a dollar. But yet you're doling out six million for a volleyball field or a volleyball court or whatever the heck it was. A volleyball facility at a university? But you have people that are hungry, but you can't give them They have to come. They have to have their papers in order. All their ducks have to be lined up in a row before you cut them a check. But this check was cut, and if it hadn't been exposed, an additional three point eight was about to be cut. All I've got to say to this people is Isaiah fifty six eleven. Yes, they are greedy dogs which never have enough. And they are shepherds who cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone for his own gain, for his own territory. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. And with that, I'm going to end op-ed. Our word for the month, because we are still in September, is study. And every week, and I know I said this every day in September since we got the word, yes, I was perplexed in the beginning. Why did he give me such a simple word? Study. But every week, he shows me the importance of that word. Study. It could be his word, study. It could be. Study what you're supposed to be doing on your job so that you could do it properly. It could be study how to operate that machinery so that you don't mess it up. It could just be study, meaning pay attention. Pay attention. And like I said, what are we thinking about? What are we thinking about all day long? What are we thinking about? And you can see from this, from as I started talking to you, how, when you think about one thing, at least or next, at least or next, at least or next, where are your thoughts leading you? Study. i promise for this week, and here it is, another one, and we always say God has jokes, right? And this was the icing on the cake for me. Now, you guys, I don't know, if, I probably did mention it in previous shows. Oh, and for those of you who have not heard, heard my previous shows or want to catch up to where we are and what I'm talking about, you can get my shows on my show page on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. What would K say? I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple, and I'm on all other podcast platforms. But now I say this to say, I know you guys, I know I had mentioned this, that I have a collection of cards I have two sets of cards that when I pull them out, they're scripture cards. You know, they have the scripture on them. They tell you where it comes from. Now, sometimes they give you the entire scripture. Sometimes they only give you part of the scripture, right? So this morning, because I know I always have to do a promise. And lately I've been, oh, what promise am I going to give if I don't think of it ahead of time? So this morning I said, I'm not going to go through that. I'm just going to pull a card. And this is what I used to do. I used to have the cards on my desk at work at my previous Employer, I used to keep the cards on my desk, and whomever came by my desk, if they were talking to be about talking to me about any situation, I would pull a card for them and give them the card. I said, "This is your word for the day." And most of the time, they would read it and be like, "Ah, I needed that." Not most of the time. Let's say all the time, because God knows what people need. And I wasn't pulling a card for everybody. So yes, when I pulled the card and I gave it to them, they would just look at me and be like, "I needed this. This is why I came over here to see you." So long story short, I still have these cards because I had numerous cards. So this morning I said, you know what? Instead of you trying to rack your brain at the end of the show, flipping, 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 looking for a scripture, pull a card. Pull a card for yourself today to see what it is that God wants you to say. And here's, here's where the joke comes in. Now I pull the card, and on the front of the card it says, The Lord shall give that which is good, which is Psalm 86, 12. So I said, oh, okay, that's going to be our promise for the week. Psalm, let me put my glasses on so I can really make sure I'm saying this correctly. I said, oh, Lord, that's great. That's going to be our promise for the week. Psalm 85, 12. The Lord shall give that which is good. But on the card Just like a coin, and you know me, I'm famous for the coin with the two sides. Don't just look at one side, flip it over what's on the other side. The card has two sides too, right? So I flipped the card over, and what do you think the card says? We know that all things work together for good for them that love God. Romans 8, 28. So when I saw that this morning, now I had written this the, the story, I had written today's show, all of last night, it took me like three hours to put it together. Once my thoughts started flowing, it was just flowing. You know, anybody that's a writer knows once you, you start flowing with your thoughts, you just go with it. So I had finished it. So this morning was this was my last thing that I just, oh, let me get a card. I need a promise for today. So I reach it and I pull it out. And I said, I only saw the Psalm side. I didn't flip it over. I said, oh, Psalm 85, 12. Perfect. And I left. As I'm sitting here now and I'm as I was about to wrap up op ed and I'm giving the promise, I turn the card over and lo and behold, Romans 8, 28. So see, it all comes together regardless of what it is. When you're doing it because you love him. And you're called according to his purpose. It's going to work out for your good. And with that. I say I want everyone to have a blessed Sunday. Today at sundown starts Rosh Hashanah. Happy New Year. It's a blessed holy time in the Jewish culture. Happy New Year to you all. Be safe. Enjoy. Those of you who celebrate, Happy New Year to you. And be safe. Wear your mask if you're still wearing a mask. If you're not, just be safe. Be careful. Wash your hands. And until God brings us Together again next week, peace
2: in your hand. Follow my plan. I've called you for this hour and placed in you my power. It's in your hand. Follow my plan I will do exceedingly Above all you ask of me It's in your hands Follow my plan Don't wait until the last don't wait to the right, it's in your hand. Follow my plan. I've called you by my name, and you will never be the same, it's in your hand.